was challenging to come up with a solution to fit a 10-tooth cog on what, was, what were the existing Freehub designs. So our approach was to change the design as little as possible to adapt uh, a 10-tooth capacity to it. And that design now also considered you know, the design of most of the hubs that were, you know, have been on the market for a long time. So the Freehub design that, that evolved out of that was theoretically easy to adapt to all the existing hub designs that were already out there. Welcome to SRAMcast. I'm Daniel Slusser. As bikes have evolved to be more versatile, robust, and lighter weight, the way that each of the bicycle's components fit together have evolved as well. One of those evolving interfaces is the connection between cassettes and Freehub bodies. Today we'll talk to SRAM Chief System Engineer Anthony Medaglia and Advanced Development Manager Henrik Bratt about the design process behind SRAM's XD and XDR Freehub body interfaces and look at why they've been overwhelmingly adopted by wheel manufacturers and riders alike. So Anthony and Henrik, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Daniel. So Anthony, before we dive in to discuss more recent Freehub body designs, it's probably a good idea to take a quick look at the series of innovations that led to the point where we're at now. Can you review that timeline for our listeners? Sure. Uh, I think you can go back to probably the, we'll start with the nine in the nineties when we had, you know, seven speed drivetrains uh, and traditional free hub bodies started back then. And then, you know, as time went on, there was a desire for more gearing range and added an eighth cog in the back and you had an eight speed um, free hub. And, and that, that was would, a little longer than the seven speed. It was just a little bit longer. Yeah, that was the only change at that point in time. And I want to say that was probably, uh, what was it like 92, 93? When Sounds that one about came right. out, yeah, um, and we've been on that free hub body until about, you know, until we came out with XD, right? So that was almost twenty years. Uh, well, yeah. Well, there's, um, of course, eleven speed road was uh, another lengthening of that same free hub body as well. Of course, yeah. That was that's that's on the road side of things. Um, so that free hub body length lived for quite a long time until we saw obviously the 11 speed and we also saw the XD on the mountain. Um, and that's, you know, driven by the, the desire to, to have wider gearing ranges and a more modern drivetrain. So why did SRAM design the XD free hub body, you know, and getting away from that traditional, uh, spline free hub that, you know, we've been using for so long. Well, you know, our desire to provide a wider gearing range, um, that, you know, that, that was the driver there. Obviously, uh, we wanted to, uh, not only increase the gearing range on in the low range of gearing, but also a little bit on the high range of the cassette. And obviously the answer there, there was the, the 10 tooth cog. Uh, it is challenging to come up with a solution to fit a 10 tooth cog on what was, what were the existing free hub designs. So our approach was to change the design as little as possible to adapt uh, a 10 tooth capacity to it. Uh, and that design now also considered, you know, the design of most of the hubs that were, you know, have been on the market for a long time. So the free hub design that, that evolved out of that uh, was theoretically easy to adapt to all the existing hub designs that were already out there. So it's sort of a, a subtle variant of uh, traditional free hub designs. In fact, I think Henrik, when he prototyped some of the early ones might have even started with a an existing free hub and did some machining to that to to achieve the xd 
driver design, if I'm not mistaken. So Henrik XD is kind of your baby. It's your design. Um, can you tell us a bit about that design process and what issues you are hoping to resolve uh, with XD? Yes, I mean, I think it's important to understand that uh, the the boundary conditions had changed quite a bit over the years. So uh, the cassettes got bigger and bigger. Um, the wheel sizes got bigger. The result was uh, much more stress uh, on the hub, um, on the spline, because of the increased torques. And we were experiencing more and more issues with uh, deformed splines, creaking cassettes, um, and also the accuracy of the mount uh, was more and more uh, getting an issue because the bigger the cassette gets, the more important, and of course also the speeds add to this issue, uh, the more important it is that the corks run, run perfectly true and concentric. Yeah, that's a, a big consideration that I think um, probably a lot of people looking at the interface um, don't realize. Um, I could imagine having that some run out issues on uh, on a cog creating some real problems for shifting, correct? Yes, that's right. I mean, uh, the shifting performance uh, was suffering um, and uh, also uh, the situation that we wanted to have more and more lightweight uh, systems. So the material change from steel to aluminum on the on the free up body uh, added to all these issues. Um, so the idea here really was to solve these um, uh, issues with uh, with a new design that has, uh, especially from the mounting and the accuracy of the mounting, a big improvement, but still uh, using most of the parts or almost all of the parts that existing hubs had. Yeah, so the the traditional free hub body, that was designed around a uh, steel construction, correct? Yes, I mean, the, the it was steel on steel, the cogs were steel, and the um, spline itself was also steel. Um, and changing the spline profile to a aluminum design uh, increased the plastic deformation and sometimes even it wasn't possible to get the cassette off the uh, hub body anymore. Yeah, so XD really helps get around uh, that problem as well while still making it possible to have a lightweight free hub body that's made out of aluminum. Yes, I mean actually uh, the XD uh, body is even lighter than a comparable um, aluminum body from the traditional design, but uh, uh, and, and the spline profile it's, is, is the same. That was very important from a um, manufacturing perspective because uh, uh, the standard uh, manufacturing process is to use a forged part that you then, with the post-machining process, um, uh, machine to the correct dimensions. Um, and especially for the smaller hub manufacturers, uh, if they would have to uh, have a new forging tool, this for the smaller quantities this, this is really a, a big investment so um, the basic idea of the whole concept was to make it as easy as possible to change um, for any hub manufacturers because in the end the customer is the one that benefits from this he bears the cost and he also bears uh, the issues that uh, can um, or uh, he also suffers from the 
limit of choice if uh, not all the manufacturers can adapt this design. So you mentioned, you know, all of these different wheel manufacturers and the need to kind of get them all on board when you have a, a change like this. Anthony, can you comment on um, how many wheel manufacturers uh, have licensed XD and uh, what that's been like? Uh, last I heard, I believe we were close to 100, so quite a few. And uh, that's a free license, correct? Yes. So, Anthony, more recently, the XDR interface was introduced. What's the difference between XD and XDR, and why was the XDR FreeHub body interface developed? Well, specifically, the difference is the length of the FreeHub body. It's, it's 1.85 millimeters longer, to be precise. Um, it was developed because it, it was taking the XD driver design and adapting it to the already existing 11-speed FreeHub body used on road bikes today. So that, that Freeha body was deployed uh, shortly after I think XD on the mountain was, was introduced. So, you know, obviously if you, if you want to use X, an XD-like Freehub in a road application, it, you know, it would be easy to adapt if it already fits the hubs that already have 11-speed you know, Freehub designs on them. So it's a little bit longer. Um, to fit what's already out there that that's really the primary uh the the other factor there is is if you look at you know your road cog sets um if you want to add a cog you know road gearing typically your largest cog is going to be much smaller than say the the 50 tooth cogs that we use on on the mountain uh, on the mountain bike uh, we can afford uh, the space that we have we can overhang that that first 50 tooth cog and still clear the spokes uh, on a road cassette, uh, we don't have the luxury of having such a large cog inboard, so the, the spokes kind of get in the way. So you, you, you tend to need more room uh, on a road free hub, which is a little bit uh, you know, opposite of, of what you would think. It's not quite intuitive. <laughs> Why does the road need a longer free hub body than, say, a mountain cassette? And it's simply because the cogs are smaller. Uh, your inboard cog needs to clear the spokes, and you would benefit from more space. So. So yeah, the 11 speed kind of traditional free hub body um, was lengthened so that you could get that extra cog on there. Correct. Um, and so then you could definitely put an XD free hub body onto a road hub and just have a shoulder, right? But XDR has a longer spline, right? Rather than just leaving material on there and making it just XD. So, so why make the splines longer for the overall width rather than just having a shoulder of material there? Okay. So, so I think you're, you're touching on the specific difference between an XDR free hub body and an XD and it's Correct. Yeah, that 1.85 millimeters in extra length comes in that, that spline area, the spline length, which is up against what I call the backstop of the free hub. Mm -hmm. And uh, if adding it there instead of adding it to the non-spline section makes sense because that makes the XDR free hub body more usable for a wider range of cassettes. You could potentially take a, you know, a mountain bike cassette, put it on an XDR free hub, as long as you add in a 1.85 millimeter spacer that goes behind it. And that would work just fine. You put a 1.85 spacer on an XDR free hub, you get an XD free hub interface. So you have more versatility. Exactly. So uh, Henrik, 
XD and XDR are patented uh, designs. Can you comment on why uh, SRAM patented that? Um, and yet, because you would see, you would think that if the licenses are free, then why bother patenting it? Yes, I mean, uh, you can put it that way. Uh, they are not exactly free. They are open to anybody that meets the dimensional requirements. So you have to uh, meet the dimensional requirements and then they are open to you or free. And this is very critical because the interface really defines the system performance of the drivetrain. If there's anything off there, if a diameter is too small or a feature is not there that should be there, uh, you can have issues with with the complete drivetrain and it's sometimes difficult to identify the root cause. So for us, it's very important that the customer has the best riding experience. So we uh, try to uh, control with this uh, specifications that this uh, system always, always works perfectly. Um, and I must say there have been very few cases uh, where we found issues where dimensions were not met and uh, there we called the, um, the manufacturers uh, and they uh, immediately fixed it and we never had uh, to threaten or something to withdraw the license. But this is the only reason we have the license, to get some control over the dimensional requirements. Well, thanks for explaining that. Um, Anthony, Henrik, really appreciate your time today and kind of demystifying the, the history of the free hub body and kind of how XD and XDR came about. Thank you. Thanks, Daniel. It's great to be here.